This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3696, for Monday, the 3rd of October, 2022. Today's show is entitled, HPR Community News for September 2022. It is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 55 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is... HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in September 2022. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is the community news for September 2022 and joining me this morning is... <laughs> yeah, morning, eh? Wow, this is Dave Morris. So, um... Normally, we record this on a Saturday afternoon, but uh, we switched it because of a scheduling change to do with my son's birthday. This is HPR, which is a community podcast where the shows are contributed by listeners very much like you. In fact, by listeners like you. Uh, we could do with uh, listeners submitting shows, especially if you're a new host, because uh, I've noticed recently that the majority of shows have been submitted by the same people over and over again. So it would be fantastic if some of the people who listen to this show who have never contributed a show uh, would do that, or if you haven't contributed a show this year, that you would also do that. What you're listening to now is the Community News, which is a look inside what's been happening on the HPR community. And the first thing we do, Dave, is introduce all the new hosts that have arrived this month. <laughs> this this past number of, unfortunately, zero. So, uh, yeah, not, not so good this month. I'm not angry, Dave. I'm just very disappointed. <laughs> Let's mosey in have a look at the shows that were posted last month. Speaking of which, the very first show was an emergency show. This was entered into the queue back in 20. Uh, 2012 and it was put in there by Klaatu it's entitled Mud which doesn't mean mud I guess Multi-user dungeon That's the one That's it, that's it, yep, yep Good, it was it, uh, it was fit pretty timeless I thought, you wouldn't have known that it was uh, 10 years old I'd been sat there, yeah it's good so that means actually we also have a hole in the emergency. We have one that show in the reserve queue. So if people have reserved shows, can they please just post them and add a note at the top of your show notes saying it's a reserve show for now. Um, I'm working on a way to do that during upload. But uh, oddly enough, I would like more experience with what people are sending in in order to be able to do that. So the following day, we had a show from Bin RC, which was Plan 9, an exercise in futility. And uh, Plan 9 is a operating system experiment, I guess. And the show notes are spectacular. <laughs> this guy produces some amazing show notes, I have to say. Yes, yes. Very good. It's uh, it's it's a fascinating thing. It's not a thing I want personally to 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 be running, but uh, it's really interesting to hear about it and what people are, you know the sort of ideas that have gone into it. Interesting. And the name itself comes from Plan Nine from Outer Space. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. 
I saw some stills of it and it looks quite amateur. I think it's uh, one of the classic B movies out there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I've also seen clips from it uh, or something, but uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing that, that drove me to want to go and watch the whole thing. So, lots of comments on this one. One of Spoon says, uh, a direct, directive gem, a useful exposition and inspiration, practically a reference piece. <laughs> Nicely said. Claudio M says, Plan 9 slash 9P. Great episode from BinIC and bonus points for explaining where his handle came from, which is a nice thing to have, by the way. Always been curious about Plan 9. I remember tinkering with Inferno back in the day, late 90s, early 2000s. It was quite intriguing. Since then, I've never really touched it, been curious about it. However, after hearing this episode, I feel I might be... It might be relegated to the curiosity one would have for Temple OS. <laughs> Intriguing to mess with, but that's about it. Anyway, for those interested, SDF has boot camps on learning Plan 9. Um, more information here, and he gives a link to the SDF site. Excellent. Uh, Norrist says, an in-depth series on learning AUK. You mentioned you want to learn AUK. This series is some of the best content on HSPR. Brace yourself for a deep dive by Dave Morris and be easy. And I wholeheartedly support that statement. <laughs> uh, I must turn that into a book at some point. Once I've finished the said one, <laughs> oh God, no. Uh, we'll get there, we'll get there. For, I certainly will. Ken says, you're going to do Ken's. Yeah, it's not me. Right. I just saw your name there. Um, editor's note, not Ken Fallon. You're so smart and you understand everything. Which I'm sure it's Which I wholeheartedly true. agree, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Passerby says fake news. There's no vul- vulner- I suppose, vulnerability in the authentication system. Just a, just a path transversal, which has been exploited, air quotes, to read files already publicly accessible. 4chan overhyped the rest. And there's a show coming, I think, this month, which goes into this in a little bit more depth. And it's a it's a classic um, journalists going nuts over something which is entirely trivial. It happened in the early days of uh, when I was working in NIT. We had that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Will says, "Come back to Plan Nine." Will from Think Tank Workspaces, he says, come back to Plan 9 and try to stay. It's always a learning curve, even for me. I started to make better progress when I decided to build a server on Linode and really use it. Uh, Work was a dream come true, and it simplified all BS that exists in other heavily bloated CMF systems. JS is garbage, but it's not going away. Glad we have NetSurf, but I still mostly use Mothra. If you stay in Plan 9, things get easier or oh, oh, do get easier over time. You pass, new pass was a struggle, but I'm a better person for, for leaving Gmail. Golang works on my server and helps bridge that gap when I actually have to work on Linux on my day job. But yes, C is the way to go, but a ton of stuff is written in RC. Take your pick, I guess. Thanks for putting this together. An excellent show. So the next day we had the community news and we also had nine comments. People were. Archer72 says, 
Good show. I made it to the end. Thanks for another great community show. I did make it to the end, although I admit to downloading and listening to the show at 2x after the mailing list discussion was started. By the way, Ken, I do not skip your shows. Yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, I'd forgotten we'd, we'd sort of put out a challenge to say, if you manage to get to the end of this, then let us know. I think you did. That, so you? we have yes. uh, nine listeners, that is what we, uh, we could assume. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, that's right. Claudio M says, another one made it to the end. Add me to the list with Archer 72 making it to the end. Great show. Not as fast as Archer 72, but I do listen at 1.5 times speed. I always look forward to Ken over enthusiastically shouting, Radio! At the end of community show, it's worth listening to all of it. Smiley o- face. Over enthusiastic? Are we not all that enthusiastic about HBR? <laughs> How could we be anything else? Michael Ray says, Ally, A-L-L-Y, and abbreviation. Congratulations on spending longer talking about accessibility than every other podcast put together ever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, back to the notes. I give up uh, trying to get podcasts like Destination Linux to include Ally components, A-L-L-Y, A-11-Y components when they do uh, review when they review a distro. All I ever want to know is whether you can install it unassisted. After no one of you prototype dependence, photon type dependence would give house room to a distro if you had to run around looking for a blind person to install it for you. Valid point. And now a word about abbreviations. Good. The abbreviations A. 11Y is similar to I18N internationalization. Replace the center letters with the number of letters removed and leave the first and last letter. Ally is pronounced A 11Y, not Ally. Okay. A 11Y. How is that? How, how, so I'm wondering how that A is a good abbreviation and B has anything to do with accessibility. A eleven Y. It's 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 somebody's idea of um, shorthand for long words. Uh, is my interpretation. I'm, I'm guessing, mind you, I've not looked this up, but it, the the number of words that will have an A at the uh, at the beginning and a Y at the end and eleven letters in between must be more than accessibility. So how how is that improving anything at all? Just I, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's people wanting not to have to type or long long words on phones. I imagine. But, uh, yeah. Did you get lost? Hello. What's? <laughs> Where did you go? I have no idea. I forgot to press put to talk, Dave. Ah. Uh, yes. Where was I? Uh, where you was were. I? You were on the sentence, exception to this is K8S. Okay, back to the comment. Exception to this is K8S, a common abbreviation for Kubernetes, which a lot of folks pronounce Kates. Okay. I will see if there is a way of recording a show and including the audio from my screen reader in order to demo some of what we have to cope with. If the sound of a screen reader would not drive the whole audience into madness. End of comment. I, no, I would love to hear that. Uh, so I would, would I, yeah. to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I'm a lot of the 
process of trying to help uh, Mike with, with his accessibility issue was not fully understanding what his problem was. Um, and it was only by fiddling with Orca that I got some clue, though not enough of a clue, to, uh, to, to understand it. But yeah, that would, that would be wonderful, from my point of view anyway. Okay, next comment. Operator says, I made it, exclamation mark, I made it to the end. Much better than trying to figure out API for Rio links. I don't have to install their app. So <laughs> he found our show was better than what, what he was supposed to be doing. Very good. Forky said, did make it too. Hi, I did make it to the end of the show. No problem. Only about two hours. That's nothing. I think... I have to state once more my stance on the Linux in-laws question. Yes, I don't like the show, but that's not why I agree with all thinking they should take the step over to archive.org. It's just that they overstayed their startup time in HPR. I wish them all good, and maybe we should give them last help by adding a link to their own RSS feed as soon as it's up and all shows they hear they had here to make it easier for their listeners to find them. End of comment. And yes, absolutely, we're doing that. Yeah. Brian in Ohio says, The show, great show as always. The table of shows in the show notes is useful. Thanks. Norris says, Public access to the HPR site generator required an auth code for contributions is understandable. It would be easier to automatically uh, site build if there was an unauthenticated option for checking out the code. I like Ron's suggestion of a public Git mirror. Another option would be to create a daily archive of the code that can be downloaded from the HPR site, similar to the SQL dumps. Cool. Miguel, comment number eight, says, I made it. Double exclamation mark. Yes, I made it to the end. It's quite a good episode. Sorry for the in-laws. <laughs> it, made it, it made for a very interesting conversation. I've been thinking about subjects for a show, but I feel stuck with the fact that I live with limited resources. May you be interested in tech stories from the third world? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. That would be Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, Stash AF says, Medus, I made it to the end. You underestimate my ability to listen to people for a long period of time. Well, that's that's why we're here. (laughs) So, uh, New Year's show part four. And at the end of that, Filibuster says, Filibuster, 80% of this three-hour spectacular is one person dominating the conversation. The other 20% in vain attempts for everyone else to join. Not mad, just impressed. Yes, uh, I have had a word with the person in question, and uh, yeah, it was noted. So they're uh, <laughs> they're also uh, yeah, it's also very difficult for that person, and it's on uh, getting a little bit of outside help on that one. So next oh, yes. next oh, year yes. will be more supervised. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I wrote down a mm, little bit hard to listen to because of all the over talking and stuff. But uh, but on the whole, I really enjoyed listening to to the conversation. <laughs> I think uh, I I did point it out to the person that uh, they they may have come across as rude, and that was absolutely not the intention. So. Um, Apologies to to everybody uh, associated with that. If if it come across as being rude and that wasn't the intention, it was just 
hyper excited to be talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, cool. Anyway, the next day we had stupid users. No, not those users, the other stupid users. And some guy on the internet says, stupid equals no backups. Success in the last step you can make on a flight of stairs called failure. And you're like me, you'll take one more tiny step than fall. Your co-host is correct. Backups for the win. I do stupid things often on my system. And when the mistakes seem to cost more than two hours of my time, nuke the system and then run pave.sh to restore my from backups. My stairway has more steps than I'm allowed to know. So it'll be on my way. Thanks for the show. Nice. Lurking Prion says, no backups. The lack of preparation for failure is the failure to be prepared. I agree that we all fail. In security, we blame the user for our failure to be prepared for that eventuality. Failing at home is expected as we are one person. In an enterprise, there's a team preparing for this. The problem is that preparation requires time and money, which are more often than not denied as a business decision. There's a lot more on this topic coming in future. Glad you enjoyed the show. Excellent. Larkin Pryon also said, not a podcast. This is a preemptive strike as I don't know what uh, I don't want to be the next Linux in-laws. The shows I'm posting are not podcasts. This is the next show. uh, uh, And this and the next show have intros and outros and were loaded a long time ago. And I wanted to try different things. So, Forgive the apparent hubris and accept my apologies if anyone was offended by this. It's just hacking the format. Some guy on the internet says, you're fine. Uh, Reference preemptive strike. I know recent events have raised some questions, but there's no need to be concerned. Just remember to say, I use Arch, by the way, before starting the show. Talk about doing everything in the terminal. Toss in a window manager. Be spawn because it sounds cool and quick mention of vim then you're all good once a host had to go into hiding for speaking ill of the mighty thinkpad but they're safe now <laughs> and the uh, lurking brian's uh, comment there was prompted by a, a email that i sent uh, asking for clarification because um with the with the linux and those thing um yeah i i it's hard for me to tell whether um, a show is a show or what, whatever. So I don't want to leave anybody in the lurch that we have a repeat of this thing. Remember um, Uber Lease Hacker Radio or what was that? That's a sick foot pad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That turned out to be not a thing at all. <laughs> so it's it's not always clear what people's intentions are. So I'm glad uh, Lurk and Brian is here. And I do like his shows. And, uh, yeah, good. Not that my liking a show is a requirement to be on HBR Justice, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, the following show was uh, Linux In-Laws. Uh, episode 64, Nonprofits in the US, uh, Closer Look at 5013Cs. And... I've had uh, the uh, free uh, free software podcast did a uh, a show about this at one point as well. So uh, that was good if you if you weren't familiar with the topic. Mm-hmm. I get confused about whether it's 
3C or C3. <laughs> I have to really stare at it hard to work out what it is. My brain mangles it, unfortunately. So the next day, we had Edis. Oh, the amount of time I spent on that command as a lad. <laughs> Happy days, eh? Not so much, but yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was fine. It, did, did it was the like job. an incurses uh, sort of uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Never used it. Too. I've never used it in my own life. I, I used to avoid PCs like the plague at <laughs> that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snob. Yeah, but as a, a, as a simple... Snob. No, that's fine. But as a, as a simple <laughs> text editor... For what it is, it was fine. You know, it uh, had like a window and it was F10 and a lot of the commands that are even used now, F1, F10, you know, were included in that. So, yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, it's a necessary step on the, the way to the journey that we're, 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 uh, we're at the end, end of now, or where we mm-hmm. are now, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Following day, Rust 101. Black Kernel teaches us how to make functions for loops in Rust. This was interesting. Not sure I'm... It kind of made more sense to me, the whole Rust thing, but yeah, I'm still not on the bandwagon yet. No, I would have really appreciated some source code here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, it's on the, the GitHub, because this previous show, I think, um, referred to a GitHub, and there was yeah. stuff, uh, a, a repo, and there was stuff there, and it said updated for uh, episode three, but it didn't seem to bear any relation to the, uh, the the thing being talked about in the in the audio. So I got yeah. rather puzzled about about that, I'm afraid. So yeah, I did. Yes. I did stop this one to go in and uh, see if there was uh, if there was source code for it. I was in the garden, so I it just. Not that I needed it, but uh, to confirm that the vision in my head was the same. Well, exactly. Yes, I, I don't have a lot of um, skill at forming code in my, in my head uh, in this in this sense. Something really detailed. I can sort of think of block diagrammy type things, but this was mm-hmm. detail, and I really needed something visual to. Uh, it mean, must mean I'm a visual learner or something. I don't know, but anyway, I need. It would have been really helpful. Yeah, um, you know, perhaps he can uh, add that to the show. It's never too late. Never too that late. Would, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Just taking on board this this uh, this comment. But on the whole, a great show. I enjoyed it. The uh, New Year show last one, part five, came up, and one comment was just to thank Delwyn for the servers, uh, Josh uh, for providing the HPR site, Honky uh, for uh, doing the streams and the Etherpad. And of course, uh, HP uh, and Honky, we should, and editing the shows and submitting them. Absolutely a monumental amount of work. And speaking of monumental amount of work, HP Lovecraft for the absolute excellent uh, show notes. I know, it, I'm, I'm still astonished at the quality. I, I haven't listened to all of this one yet. I, I listened to all the other shows this month because time was a bit short, and uh, I just I'm just sort of part way through this one. And looking through the list here, some of the things being talked about, and I was thinking, oh yeah, how do you spell shillelagh anyway? And what was that? What was that thing? <laughs> and it's all it's all documented here. It's really really yeah, good. It's brilliant. Yeah. The only thing in all the show notes was he had one 
IMDb reference to uh, Pocky was talking about the Octonauts, the BBC children's program, and on the in America apparently there was a American version. So that was the only thing. That's the only mistake. In, not mistake, oversight, or or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was, and it wouldn't have been obvious. Listen to the audio, actually. Uh, in the whole show notes that I felt I needed to edit, it was absolutely brilliant work. Well, considering the volume of uh, of notes and the number of uh, links that that have been followed through, then you know one mistake in that is pretty damn good going. I'd say <laughs> there's a reason it came out in September. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think everybody's got that message. <laughs> so the following uh, day was a episode um, that I did, and it is something that I've used three times since then, um, and shown other people it. It's how to open stri- op- OSM Android. So it's a Android navigation map that uses offline OpenStreetMap data. And uh, it's actually very, uh, very, very good thing. And I have it on the all the kids' phones that no matter where they are, or you don't need a data connection in order to use this thing. So it's even if you want to use Google Maps or you're bought into the cloud, this is no harm to have this uh, on your phone in case the the midden hits the windmill, as Terry Pratchett would say. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, it's useful. I I landed in um, Brussels my first time with this on my phone, but I hadn't quite installed it right or set it up properly. So it wasn't. I had to go and get a paper map in the end to find where yeah. the hell the hotel was. But uh, but yeah, they yeah, I have used this in in, in earnest. It's uh, it's pretty cool. A bit clunky, I'd say. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I don't exactly get on with APIs. Sorry, go on. And that's exactly why. I added this, you know, you would imagine that when you're doing navigation, you could, you should just be able to, you know, from and where you want to go. That's easy. You put in your address, you know, how, why is there not like a a button there just to go save, save this destination? You know, why can't you just save this destination? So the only way you can put in a saved location is to basically follow the show notes in the show and then add it. But it, the UI is improving over time, I've noticed. And mm-hmm. another cool thing they've added is public transport. So if you arrive at a spot, oh, cool. and you see on the second picture there in Amsterdam, I didn't even notice that when I was doing it, but when um, I was doing it for my daughter who was going to Dublin, and you can click on the bus line, and it'll show you all the stops with lines in between them. It doesn't, it doesn't follow the route, but it does you know, kind of give you an idea of where it goes. Mm, that's really good, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I've not used it recently, um, but uh, I will. It's still on my phone, so I will definitely check it out. Yeah, and uh, there's. It's actually quite good. There's some neat things. So now you can download the maps and you can schedule them to download every day or every week or every month uh, at a particular time. You know, in the evening or in the morning or or mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. you always have updated maps. So that's, that's kind of cool. There are some. I'm wasting an episode here. Shut up! <laughs> Wake on land. Yes. Didn't think I needed an episode on Wake on land, and turned out I did, Dave. Ah, do tell. Well, it's just a... It, it's a, it's something that I knew about. It's, it's a magic packet. I read the Wikipedia article, and you, you say to yourself, well, 
it can't be that complicated, can it? But he went through a lot of things, and it is actually it, w- it was a great little show for just expanding my view on what the possibilities were for Wake and Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good to good to hear about. I, I had. I did know about it. We used to use it at work. I say we, but the team that looked after the PCs did um, to wake machines up in the middle of the night and upgrade them and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't know exactly how it worked, um, and uh, and some of the problems and pitfalls. And uh, JWP covered covered a number of those. That was interesting. Yeah, cool show. So the next day, budget and an Android app. Very, very nice. The uh, Zoho spreadsheet I had not come across before. No, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 uh, an interesting thing. I, the having processed these notes, I was sort of a bit puzzled by some of the bits. So I followed them up to have a see what they what they were about. Um, and uh, yeah, it's intriguing. It was really a call for help. I think. Um, more than anything else this show but uh, I know there's a follow up coming so I'll be most intrigued to see how, how, how the developments get on yeah exactly so uh, this was um, next show was follow up on HPR 3675 clarification on the Patrons virtual bug uh, that was mentioned earlier and Bin RC uh, goes into a lot of detail describing how it works I thought this was a nice uh, a show coming from a comment in a show. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have, who'd have thought? Well, obviously somebody thought to use since the URL and then you put in um, dot dot slash only you Earl encode it. So whatever's looking for that sort of nonsense doesn't spot it, presumably, and uh, and you can back up to uh, to other yeah. areas on your website. Which is, yeah, um, the, I remember fixing. A Windows NT uh, IIS server back in the day that fell for this exact thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you haven't fully secured your your web server un- underneath, then you might be able to get get to to naughty stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have years since I've managed a web server, uh, so maybe they they come come out of the box a bit more secure than that. But still, you don't want that to happen. New, new. Um, and then I was not correct. The last New Year show was the following show, which was uh, 3687. And then after that, we had education, certification, and slipping on the socials, sipping on the socials. And this was um, another one from Lurking Prion. Yeah, interesting viewpoint in terms of... Um, what you need in the way of education and certification and stuff, and and also your social media presence, which which uh, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody my age regards as as mere piffle. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but it's it's obviously a lot more important than I have any concept of. Yeah, if you don't have it, it looks suspicious now. So uh, yeah, and, yeah. and I know in America, a lot of uh, companies require them to give you access to your private like to friend them so that they can see exactly what it is you're saying. I think that's yeah. overstepping the mark personally. So the advice Absolutely. here was to have two accounts, one for, you know, your personal stuff and one for your professional presence, which I think is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 
good advice all around. And I also used a tip in here, which was the uh, I am currently doing, you know, sign up for a course and then put that in uh, on your uh, on your resume and on your social websites, you know, studying Amazon Web Certification. Uh, and then the web crawlers will find Amazon Web Certification in your uh, in your thing and you you get uh, picked. So clever stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a game and you need to know how to play it. Absolutely. Get your foot in the door after that. It's uh, it's all about whether you can do the job or not, but <laughs> there's a lot of barriers to get you in there. And I think this was the last Linux in Laws, uh, season one, episode 65, last on here, and it was Terminus DB. And this was a database that I hadn't uh, heard of, actually, before. No, me neither. It, uh, yeah, it's it's a um, NoSQL database, which uh, I'm not. It's not an area I know much about, to be honest. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it was it was interesting to hear what came out of research, and, and I think yeah, yeah. was related quite kind of specific to the large data sets and uh, data pools and stuff that you, and its advantages was that you you would need to rerun queries over stuff so i think uh probably a niche that uh or a niche never never like to say the word niche to be honest because <laughs> you know, it comes from french so it should be pronounced niche it's niche, uh, niche yeah, sounds yeah. like you've got some sort of disease from a bug or something <laughs> yeah, yeah he's yeah, done with a niche <laughs> uh, uh yes where are we Next day, having a trip. trip. Yeah. Good general advice. Not necessarily related to, you know, the links and stuff are related to uh, Hoka's uh, travel trip, but it it is good advice. And uh, again, when my daughter was going to Ireland, we went through the entire process, uh, modifying, have we this, have we that, have we thought about this, have we, what are the constraints? What do we want to do? So that all worked out quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's interesting. Some of the, the places that uh, Hooker mentioned sound absolutely wonderful. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like to be going as well. But yeah. yes, that. yes. Uh, Starship.rs, the best prompt I don't use. <laughs> I was thinking, what is Tattoo all about with this? And it was a uh, yeah a way you can customize your uh, your prompt, you know, your bash prompt or your whatever shell prompt in order to show useful information. Something I did for a period of time and then stopped doing because uh, because not that I found it annoying per se. It's that when I SSH'd into other machines, then I didn't have that crutch. And I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I have been around the, the loop a few times with fiddling around with uh, with my prompt and making it more or less complicated. And um, I've got it at the point where it's minimal, but it's a bit more than just a, a dollar sign. Um, but uh, so I'm happy with it. But I did try this. I did install Starship RS, which is very impressive thing um, and uh, I found that it was telling me stuff that 
basically I didn't want to know. <laughs> Datu <laughs> says, says in the in the show that the uh, config file is very complicated, and he's right that the documentation is massive, and I found that. Um, it showed icons. I said, okay, do the Perl one. If I'm in a directory which has got um, a Git repo with and a lot of Perl in it. No, it's not the Git thing. It's the, the presence of Perl. Uh, then show me a little camel on the <laughs> in the prompt, which it did. But then I go, why do I don't want to see this? I'm fed up with this. It lasted a day. <laughs> I'd had enough of it. So. But it's very, very clever. I bet there are ways you could make it more friendly. Well, I could make it more friendly to my way yeah, of, uh, yeah. of doing things. So, but uh, yeah, most interesting to I never, never knew about this. So it was very interesting to know about it and play with it. I worked in a place once where they had a mandatory bash uh, prompt that everybody had to use, and it was the most irritating thing in the world. It's it's the ones that take an entire line and That's then it, yeah. your 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 input is on the next line. That's I always find that gets in the way. You know, if you just listed something and you look back, there's this bloody line in the way that's you know causes my, my brain to go, What? How was that in that file I just listed? Oh it wasn't. Oh it's <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. And text was just enough to fit into the pit into the page, but because of that extra line the bit that you want to see is just bumped off the page oh, invariably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, people, people, record uh, record shows on your views on bash prompts. Should you use them? Should you not use them? And if you do, why? What's a real hacker? Lurk and pry And I, there are two um, two comments on this one. Brian Ohio says, cursing. I have to, I have to say that with an American cowboy accent. You cussing, son? What happened here? You've never you've never done it before. Uh, why are you using the F word so much? Does someone need a hug? Nice comment, actually. Lurking Brian says, yes, I probably need a hug. Sorry, the old sailor in me slipped out. I'll stuff him back in the cage where he belongs. Smiley face. Excellent, excellent. That's, no. that was a, yeah, that's the sort of perfect, <laughs> sort of mild, mild complaint shall we say and followed by uh, the perfect answer really. <laughs> yeah it is that's, that's how we do things here in HBR folks <laughs> insert sound of rocking chair in a porch and somebody smoking a pipe <laughs> <laughs> okay and then just when you're nice and calm and quiet who comes out but Rome with his bloody lawnmower I went over and sabotaged that the other night and guess what he does but he fixes the thing. <laughs> yes, yes. It's uh, I. I had never looked. I've got a lo- electric lawn mower, and it uh, has this dead man's handle type thing that if mm-hmm. you fall over, then it shuts and lose lose your grip, then it stops. But I never looked at how it works. Um, but yeah, it's quite quite interesting. A thing yeah, that hooks a switch, basically. Just yeah, well, a thing that hooks a switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there you go. That's fair enough. I have a. Uh, I got an outside or what is this residual current detector thing, uh, which I'm very very happy with, and I use it for when I'm mowing the lawn and when I'm using power tools outside. So that would be my safety tip as well. There are only I about was... twenty five thirty euros, so it's mm-hmm. well oh, worth yeah. it. Yeah, 
I've actually got one installed in my and garage. And it's worked a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one in my garage um, is is sort of uh, fixed to the wall. But I was told by the electrician you should only have one. I've got a master one. But the trouble is, if you if your lawnmower overloads and it switches the entire house power. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, having a having a small one on the end of your your extension cable might be a better move. Cool. And the next day, which was Thursday, last Thursday, Robo Tripping Raven Lords of the Apocalypse Organic Synthesis of Human and Machine Occurs Post Cosmic Events by our good friend Mechatroniac. Lots of comments on this one. Uh, shall I start this one? Please, yeah. Um, one of Spoons says, inspirational artifice in, uh, in curly brackets. Good story. Convi- convincing, consistent style and tone. Soundscape further imbues this scene with atmospheric oxides, metallic and otherwise. Imagination is a cognitive facility combined with real-world observation and practice. It can save us from dull compliance and replication of deluded privilege. Claudia M says, great story. Really enjoyed the story and looking forward to hearing more on this. And I say in my best Father Ted accents, I love this. More of this type of thing. I didn't get that. Yeah, 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 very good. Mechatroniac says, thanks. Thank you for the comments. I probably won't do more like this for a while because of the effort involved. Lol. This one has been on the burner for a long while, but it relates to stuff I'll be talking about later on self-assembly so I felt the need to get it out and Brian in Ohio says the show great episode whatever the interval keep them coming yeah it was it was most interesting I wasn't I was quite taken aback by this show it was uh, not what I was expecting so yes enjoyed that yep that's the, that's the type of show I like to hear yep. just just one just one mild criticism though the sound balance between effects and and speech was such that my hearing which is broken we had very great difficulty working on what was being said at times so uh, it's um just you know old people <laughs> who are going deaf can't uh, can't easily s- it's the apocalypse has come Dave what do you expect <laughs> yeah true true yeah, typically it's in my ears yeah. that's why I destroyed the planet in the first place <gasps> Anyway, hello? Yep. The last show of the month was How I Watch YouTube with Newsboat, and this was by Minersi, um, obviously. I'll, and I use the RSS feeds for um, my surfing pleasure, and he had some trouble uh, locating the... Um, URLs that for the RSS feeds, so I have a little script to do that. I might make a show about it. Oh, that would be good. I actually tried this. I uploaded. Uh, I mean, I downloaded um, uh, Newsboat and the other the other bits and pieces recommended and tried it out yesterday. In fact, and and finding the correct uh, URL or the the ID effectively um, from the from the the, the the channel names which are 
vanity names, as he puts it, uh, isn't easy without some help. So I'd be most interested to. to okay, more about cool. I've opened the thing. I'll uh, show about that. But I didn't think but, it was. I allowed to show. Oh. I didn't think it was um, particularly show worthy. My my little script. Well, it's it's better it than is now. gripping it out and then hunting through the coloured bits and cutting and pasting it, which is what I was doing. Um, no, no, I'll uh, I'll do show. It's like uh, literally a one liner, and then I, I I get some more information from the file and uh, and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll do a quick show on it. Cool. Okay, and we have two comments, even though it was only on Friday. Folky says. Great for G Potter too. Thank you for the great show. I could use the URL I got your way for G Potter too, but not for Castget. Just for those who wanted to use something other than Newsboat. So there you go. Binasi says RSS the planet. I forgot to say in the show, video feeds also seem to work with the AntennaPod app from FDroid on Android. What? Automatic audio-only playback of videos seems to work also. Hack the planet? No, I want to RSSify the planet. <laughs> Very much. <clears throat> I agree with that, for sure. So there were some other comments um, to the previous shows. Eight, in fact, Brandon Ohio had a show about org mode mobile solution, and Sinza uh, had a comment titled Pine Phone. I'll preface this by saying that I'm responsible I'm responding to this five year five years later. Oh this is a twenty seventeen uh, show. And I'm not a hundred percent sure if this would have been desired or possible for that matter back then. Just sharing it now how I got round this problem in twenty twenty two, Smiley. What I do for my Mobile org modes need is a Pine phone with a keyboard case running Pine Market OS, OS with the SXMO environment and Emacs installed on it. It's a full, no compromise, X11 based Emacs setup. It's actually quite comparable to the Atari portfolio in form factor as opposed to the more typical smartphone. Because my cell phone provider doesn't provide the smart, the Pine phone. I don't use it as an actual phone, however. Interesting, eh? <clears throat> so next one is uh, one of my shows, Bash Tips number 20. And there's a comment from Unnamed, uh, an untitled comment from Unnamed, which is good, consistent anyway. Thank you very much for the series, the comment says. I have a lot of friends who I infected with HBR <laughs> with, with your show. One is even blind using a Braille device. I want you to know that this kind of work is very much appreciated. Good people are so rare, dot, dot, dot. Thank there you. you go, Dave. Print that off and stick it on your fridge. Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you very much for that comment. Bin Ark says... Uh, uh, has a show about BSD for Linux users. And uh, I commented uh, that that was featured, thanks to uh, Luan J. I won't give the full name because it was, it was private, on BSD Now episode 471, where they discussed that. So um, I'm just, just puzzling over this next one because it's got some very strange characters in it. Um, and it's uh, to one of... 
monochromix shows linux in-law shows and it's from operator who says awesome i just want to say not every linux in-law is for me but these are smart people we should embrace smart people to communicate and share even if they we can't always communicate effectively and you've written you be 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 awesome be awesome yeah but it's it, it's it, it's embedded with all sorts of Unicode characters, so it's yeah. incredibly hard to, to read. Very, way very up. clever. I must say, when I saw that one coming through the ether, I was thinking, hold on, <laughs> this is going through a, file scan- a virus scanner, and I'm going to make sure to check what this Unicode is doing beforehand. <laughs> I was amazed that um, the comment system didn't uh, didn't fil- filter it out, actually. So yeah, it did. It did. It managed to let it, it through. Actually rendered it okay. On yeah, the, yeah, on the page. It's, it's, it's great. Absolutely great. Okay, uh, DNT says. Uh, oh, sorry, DNT didn't say. Carl said to DNT show on recording for Hacker Public Radio, uh, and his comment is great tips, great show, DN, DNT, and thanks to you and Taj for the feedback via email. What are the odds? that a HBR show that specifically mentioned me would also air on my birthday, the 31st of August. Pretty cool. I would say the odds are 1 in 365. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, just that, me. <laughs> yeah, well, you forgot leap years, of course, but yeah. 366, how about that? <laughs> yes, okay, let's uh, mosey on see if there's any uh, discussions, because uh, I need to go visit somebody in the hospital, so uh, try and keep it short today. If you want, uh, if you want a longer show, go back and listen to last month's one. <laughs> <laughs> and we already covered that uh, that section uh, at the top. Apologies to HPR um, in the last month's show. I don't think we need to go through it again, do we? No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, there was a call for shows open and volunteers for the New Year show banner. So I'm looking for somebody to do a sort of a logo or something for the New Year show. If, uh, you know, back in the day we had like banner advertisements on pages, something like that. Um, and then there was a show about help posting show notes that include image files. And did that get resolved, Dave? Yes, it was just basically asking how you send um, or video... Uh, you send supplementary files, really. Um, so do you send a tarball, do you send them individually, and how do you do it? And uh, it, it it was resolved by the, the answer, which came from Rowan saying, you know, your browser, you can do control and, and click on several things at once and send them. Yeah, and you can also send a zip file. We should probably uh, record a show about that. Speaking of somebody I, uh, who's recording a show, it's Corbett 2, uh, doing a show on Cody, Plex, and Jellyfin, and, and the comment is, I'm finishing up some notes for a little series on my experience with uh, home media fronts and Plex, Cody, Jellyfin, etc. Any specific questions that folks might have? And X110 says, I've got a HTML attack. I've used Plex for a while, and the most compelling thing about their PlexPass offering is being able to share my library with friends very simply. So if either of the other tools is something like that, it would be awesome to highlight. And that's it. I'm jumping about between things that can and can't see the HTML. So, yeah. Shall I do Josh's one? Oh, okay then. 
And Josh was the final reply. How do each handle media tagging and organization? I use Plex and actually have a lifetime Plex pass, but I find that it sometimes sucks at putting shows in the correct season and such. Okay. And then you have one about the accessibility uh, question uh, to Mike. Um, yes. Just to keep everybody up. Do you want to read it? Uh, I'll read it if you like. Um, I won't go. It's got. It's. It's not entirely readable, but I'll just do the, the more readable bits just to keep everyone up to date. I say I made some tweaks to the tags page to try and make it more accessible. I emailed Mike about the latest changes, and I think I'm right in saying he finds it a lot more usable. The changes have been to add a header at the start of each alphabetic tag section. Mike says he can navigate by headers, and this was a change he suggested. And to add an ARIA label attribute to each show link that contains the tag, a hyphen, the word show, and the show number. And I give a, a little snippet of the HTML that's generated as a consequence. This change makes the links associated with the tag more meaningful when using a screen reader. Please let us know if there are more accessibility issues we need to tackle on the HPR site too. Yep. Super. Now, what else do we have going on, Dave? Oh, yeah. Uh, FOSTEM uh, is coming up in Brussels. Might be gone. I understand you're not. No, I won't go. This time. Okay. And uh, I'm thinking of uh, requesting a uh, stand representing Free Culture Podcasts. And um, if there are more people who are willing to come and do the stand with me, there will have to be at least two different podcasts uh, involved in that to before we can apply. So we had that two years ago, the last in-person uh, uh, show that there was or uh, event that there was. So if people are interested, please get in contact. Also be sending out a reminder about the HPR New Year show, which will be going ahead again this year. So uh, promos will be going out hopefully this week for that. Do you want to do the next one? And then we'll wrap it up. Because Claudio is waiting desperately to hear me. (laughs) Uh, Let's prolong it a bit. Um, No, uh, just to say that I'm making progress with the uploads, re-uploads of shows in the range uh, in the thing here. And I looked at it, it's 155, 155, and then 150. Why is that? Well, those are two 31-day months and and one 30-day month. I discovered. I'm surprised myself. Right, so 100, okay. <laughs> so 30 times uh, 5 is 150. So there you go. Learn something okay. new every day. I do anyway. <laughs> okay. okay, done. So we have 678 remaining. Indeed. So I shall just keep plugging away until I'm done. Yeah. And then once that's done, we can link directly to the media on the Internet Archive for everything. Yep, that's right. We can remove those redirects that we have in place. And also it makes Roan's thing a lot easier because by default mm-hmm. it can point to the Internet Archive. So even if you're yep. running that at home, you can point to the Internet Archive. Okay, yep. cool. That's it, Dave. Thanks that's for it. rescheduling. Thanks for reminding me that I'd forgotten. <laughs> it's a new time. <laughs> Thanks for rushing mm-hmm. through it because I need to go. And uh, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker. Public radio. 
Thanks, Claudio. <laughs> you have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.